0: Hello and a very warm welcome to the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. A podcast about the history of the city's motorways and expressways. This is our 11th edition. I'm Stuart Beard
1: And I'm John Hassel. What an exciting podcast we have for you this month. Regular listeners will notice that we are deviating slightly from our usual format. Firstly, we have an interview with a very special guest. It's someone who spends more time on Glasgow's motorway system than anyone else. Intrigued? All will be revealed shortly. After this, we have our usual listener questions and boy, have you inundated us this month.
0: You have me in the edge of my seat, John. Shall we get straight into it? Let's do it. Okay, John. Time to reveal all.
1: Let's. Joining us this month is PC Nick Twig from Police Scotland's Road Policing Unit in Glasgow. Nick? A warm welcome to the Glasgow Motory Archive podcast, and thank you for agreeing to speak to us this month.
2: No, not at all. Thank you very much for having us. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today.
1: Absolutely. It's great.
2: Yep, Thank you. It's always good to have a guest.
0: We enjoyed the last guest we had, didn't we? We did. He didn't
1: bring donuts, though. No, he did not. That's (laughs) that's good to know. Which is is great. So much for the diet.
0: Policeman and donuts.
2: (laughs) I had to live up to the stereotype. (laughs) Well, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. Most welcome
1: that's fine right. so no it, we've got loads of questions uh, that we've kind of put together questions we think uh, relevant to my ways and you know it's things that you, us you know and the listeners might want to want yeah to ask. no
2: definitely nick before we before we get into the questions so tell us just a wee bit about yourself and, w- and what you do well like you've introduced me as i'm pc nick twig i'm a road policing officer a road policing officer sorry with the uh, police service of scotland uh, i'm presently based within. Uh, road policing complex up at Glasgow, uh, just at Govan, uh, and Mm -hmm. I'm part of the Greater Glasgow, Renfrewshire and Everclade Road Policing Unit. We are responsible for policing the road network in a a vast geographical network, or a vast geographical area, sorry, Mm -hmm. and that encompasses quite a lot of the motorway network, and as you say, I spend the vast majority of my time on the motorway network, the the M74, the M77. Mm. I'm sure I don't need to tell you guys what motorways run through Glasgow and and, and non-urban areas. Um, My... General duties, day-to-day, it all depends on, on what's happening. It could be anything from investigating or dealing with crimes that happened on the yep. motorway, dealing with bumps or, or road traffic collisions, uh, to, honestly, it, it could be anything. I, yeah. I can not even give you Good variety. Yeah. No,
0: and that's it. And we see you guys out and about ourselves when we're joining our out, taking yeah. photos or a drive or whatever. You always see a good presence on the Glasgow system, which mm-hmm. is good to see. Yeah, it's good to see Yeah, Keeps us on I, our toes. Yeah, and I suppose one of the <laughs> things we should probably say, you're not just a, um, a police constable, you're also a, a member of the Glasgow Motorway Archive now, and we're, we're very glad to have you on board. <laughs> I um, am. It's good to have people from different backgrounds and, and, and things involved, and and you you answered the request uh, for our, our call for members, and we're, we're delighted to have you, so welcome on that on that uh, front as well. No, um, for sure, I'm sure. Thank I'm you. I'm sure, hopefully, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get some enjoyment from it, and, and we'll gain <laughs> something from it as well. So we certainly will. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. So... Will we get into these questions, I then? will we grill, grill this policeman for a while. <laughs> do we see yes. anything? You do see maybe taking evidence. I don't know. Do we, do we have any puns? I we, we We've we got to have better puns than that.
1: We've got to have better puns than. Well, I, I tell you what, we will speed through the questions. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> it only gets worse from here. Nick. So, right. Um, okay. The first question. Yes, John. Go for it. We have here. So, so, general, William, you might cover this one, but um, I'll. I'll ask you it nonetheless so tell us a bit about the day-to-day life of being a roads policing officer on the Glasgow motorway network
2: the weirdest answer you're going to get from me it's Groundhog Day but different every day that's the best way that I can describe it Right. we're always dealing with traffic we're always mm-hmm. on the motorway network and the surface streets but we're generally always on the motorway network and we're patrolling whether that's at peak times in the morning and the evening okay um, and out with peak times is where it starts to get a, a little bit interesting. Peak times generally we're dealing with bumps, road traffic collisions that happen. Um, yeah. People are, are taking people off the motorway network when they've broken down or something else has happened uh, to their vehicles or to them. Uh, when it comes to the off peak times, it, it can be anything and everything that happens from pedestrians on the motorway, road traffic collisions that occur, are, are a bit more serious because there's a bit higher speed involved, mm-hmm. Um, especially when you get out with the peak times. Uh, like i said t- your breakdowns your it could be anything and everything and it's not just the, like i said it's not just the motorway network out with patrol we can get calls to go to anything and assist it with anything in the area that we cover which mm-hmm. is quite a vast geographical area
1: yeah so it includes other arterial roads, streets, anything like yes, that. Yes, you know? your
2: main arterial trunk roads, your motorways, your main arterial trunk roads, trunk roads, plus your surface streets that we cover as well. So, yeah.
0: so from your sort of geographical point of view, then, from the from
2: Helen Street, what what sort of area do, do you guys look after then? It depends on what our roles have been assigned that day, but if we we're covering the Glasgow area, it's generally generally the greater Glasgow area. So we would cover from like sort of Kirkintilloch, Milton of Campsie, from mm-hmm. that's that's mainly the top end. Yeah, yeah. All the way through to Bargeddie. Mm-hmm. That's more, the more eastern side that we yeah. would cover. You then start to head down uh, southwards where you've got your uh, Gifnok battlefield, heading down into Newton Mearns, mm-hmm. cover down to that area, and then over to the east side we cover. On the north side of the Clyde, you're looking at just up to drum chapel mm-hmm. It covered yeah. a drum chapel area yeah. just at the border with clay bank yeah so yeah
0: it's so quite a big it's quite a big that area, a big then, area
1: yeah. you know you can of the busiest the, part of the whole corner. You of you consider the amount of traffic that's actually on the roads yeah. you know that goes through this yeah. are you guys given this as a, just an extension of the question just a specific maybe task for the day you know it's a day-to-day thing or is it just kind of
2: again go uh, out and police <laughs> you know generally let <laughs> just go out and police. sometimes we'll yeah. be given some uh, information or there's certain things that's happening on the road network, and we asked to pay extra attention to, like an event, like an event, or right, if there's okay. a particular complaints coming in about certain areas, we'll we'll go and we'll, we'll deal with them oh, in response okay. to like local uh, local councils or uh, residents complaining about certain areas. Um, but generally, it's just go out and police. We assist in the Scottish government's framework to 2020 and reducing those killed or seriously injured okay. on Scotland's yeah. road networks, and that's primarily what our concern is. That that's yeah. the official title that we give to it. So as long as we stop people from. Being killed or seriously injured, Scotland's road networks. Yeah. That's primarily yeah. what we are told to go out and do.
0: Well, from from the civil engineering side of things that John and I is involved in, yeah. we also have a role in that as well, and that's by providing a safe um, network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so professionally, when we're involved, that that's obviously one of the, the primary factors behind what we do as well. So, so that, yeah, that's good. That's a good introduction here. Um, I suppose I could probably carry on then into the next question, mm-hmm. and and ask you about how how do you see the job would differ from an urban motorway setting to, say, a more rural motorway setting. So if you compare, let say, the inner ring road stretch of the M8 with, say, the long sections of the M74 down through Dumfries and Galloway, does the nature of the job change? Um, does it have a slightly different slant on it? Is there maybe more things you, you experience in an urban area that you don't in a rural area? or
2: Mainly for your urban areas, especially, like I said, the M8 right through the more town side, mm-hmm. the congestion in that gets, it gets really backed up. Um, so generally at peak times you're dealing with slow speeds but you're dealing with more bumps on the roads uh, your non-urban areas you'll generally find that there's calls on it or, or we, we go to incidents on it mm-hmm. they're not as numerous is one right. of the better way to describe it i think it's just because there's that many people in such a small area for, for the urban areas yeah yeah, yeah that, that's what of more more dense yeah Um, at night time it's a completely different ball game okay at night (laughs) time the urban ma and surrounding areas you've got street lights yeah yeah. you know you've got motorway lights not street lights motorway lights that that help help you and help other drivers see Mm-hmm. i mean the second you hit the m80 just past junction 3 mm-hmm. the lights disappear Likewise, yeah. the m8 just at st james there's yep. no lights yeah and, and you don't realize when you're driving along the road you're happy with your, your headlights in front of you you can see you know that, that everything's fine but see when you're out and you're dealing with something yep. and people are only looking to the end of the bonnet and they don't yeah. realize that you're at the side of the road for the, yep. yep. the last yep. minute is mm-hmm. Do you know
1: i was only saying this to a colleague the other day about the motorway network it's a totally different animal at night mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i work on mostly an unlit network yeah you know. yeah
0: i mean having worked in the urban sections of the m8 in glasgow and it's takes on a completely different uh, basis Mm -hmm. at night all those overbridges and people going home from nights out and things like that you know people kind of help but shout things over to you and whatnot when you're working underneath so yeah i can just imagine what it must be like for you guys when you're out and about as well you know
2: you just get them shouting at you from up above when you're doing the works (laughs) we unfortunately get called to help them from the motorway when you stumble on it
0: yeah that's a point that is a point and all too frequent (laughs) occurrence these days i do often wonder if we should be bringing back those old signs that said no pedestrians at all the or the slip roads at the top, all the slip roads to keep people away. because They'd
1: probably be too drunk to read them. <laughs> Maybe, John. Maybe they would. Maybe Talking they would. on Friday nights, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, well, so that's it. Okay, should we move on to the next question? Go for it. Yeah, okay. So, Nick, next one. Uh, what's the most difficult aspect of your job when working on Glasgow's motorways?
2: Oh, it's probably us trying to convey to other drivers what we want them to do. <laughs> right. That,
1: that,
2: <laughs> it's a catch-all, that one when we are sitting behind folk and we put the blue lights on and Mm -hmm. we indicate to the left we're hoping that we're we're looking to pull them over we're looking for them to move into the left hand side for us okay if we've got the blue lights on and we're we're heading to something we've got the lights on because there's an emergency but we're trying to get to something something somewhere's it needs your assistance or needs some urgent assistance we're doing our best to try and get through the traffic yeah. Okay. sometimes drivers just don't know how to react I, to you would think thing.
0: that that would be obvious to people there's a blue light behind me they're trying to get somewhere move over, move over. and I've mm-hmm. seen it I've seen it myself when mm-hmm. I've been sitting in the middle lane or whatever and, and, and there's a, an ambulance or a fire engine or someone trying to get past and yeah. people are not moving
1: over why not just yeah. not paying attention half the time, they've got the music up really loud, they're not looking yeah. in their mirrors, you know, yeah. things like that. It, it, so you're saying that the hard part here is is actually trying to communicate with drivers like non-orally. Yes. You know, when you're you, you it, know, when you're in the car.
2: Using lights, that's it, mm-hmm. or our hand signals or our hand gestures yeah. to try and get them to, to do to something. Yeah. We'd never ask anyone to break the law, we'd never ask anyone no. to commit offences for us we to want, get to yeah, something. Yeah. We don't we don't want to put anyone else in danger trying to yeah. get to something. But just and I'm going to say this a lot. I think it's just use common sense. And a lot yeah. of people don't have that's common right. sense when it comes yep. to it.
1: Yeah, We've got to remember the kind of environment that an urban motorway has, it doesn't always have hard shoulders, you no, know. In doesn't. areas, you've also got a lot of congestion. In areas, it might sometimes I can sympathize with folk to, mm-hmm. to a degree to go, you know, what, what can I do here? Yeah, yeah.
2: You know? like saying, the highway code, the highway code says consider the, the path of the emergency vehicle, it doesn't mm-hmm. say move left, it says consider the, the path of the, the emergency vehicle. What we find is quite a lot of panic when they see the blue lights behind them or they hear the sirens coming up and they yeah. immediately shove the left indicator on if we're lucky or they just move right into the left Yeah. see if you're in the leftmost lane and there's a hard shoulder and they're moving into that forest so that we can get past it's fine, Brown yeah, not yeah, it at all yeah. if we are having to make a third lane if you like, so if there's two lanes of traffic can to squeeze up up the in middle. the middle yeah. of it the last thing we want is somebody in lane 2 at that point just to try and move left yeah. because yeah. they block everybody yeah. and they kind of move and if we're heading to something that's caused a blockage in the roads, okay. Everybody comes to a halt at that point because mm-hmm. one person's tried to cut left across our path when we were making progress. Yeah. And then yeah, that's us. We're sort of stuck well, at that this point. This is some
1: <laughs> great tips and advice. I mean, I hope you know loads of people are listeners are driving this are taking hope- this and going, Oh yeah, yeah I never realized I that. Hope people I'm, are taking note, yeah. It's it's making me think as well. Generally, when the, you know, it's kind of like parting of the seas when you talk about the third lane. That's yeah. exactly and what we everybody call it. kind of looks looks at each other and it's almost like a kind of a, a shoal of, of yeah. vehicles kind of set all, all following doing the same thing it, yeah it's brilliant. most of the time
2: <laughs> it's brilliant when it happens it's even yeah. it works and yeah. it works perfectly and you can see as you say the split splitting the sea or we're making a third lane and everybody yep. just sort of clicks and you know what they're doing and yep. everyone moves yeah and it's enough to get your car through Our car might be an x5 so it's a bigger car, a bigger car sometimes yeah. they're, they're quite smart and they'll, they'll hear us heck inside and behind us like maybe an ambulance or a fire a fire service behind us and they'll know just to go that a little bit further and it when it works it works it's absolutely perfect yeah, It just takes one person who, as you say, isn't paying attention, is sitting there, you know, doodling away, listening yeah. to a bit of a music it is, not singing her heart out, all of a sudden they're <laughs> looking in the rearview mirror, see everybody split and think, oh, that's a boss. And then move it like <laughs> into the left. And, and, that's and what, hope you're not coming for them. It you, oh, exactly. That's it, that's, yeah, that's it. But, but, but that's signals from the front. Signals from the back are, are even harder. Yeah, C, yeah. See, yeah. try to convey to folk. There's been a couple of times when we're we're going to something and we're having to pull up when the hard shoulders. they a broken down car, so we're moving into the hard shoulder. And at the back of our police cars, it, the majority of them have red and blue lights at the back. The okay. blue lights flash, the red lights flash, but they also have directional arrows is the best way to describe them. They sort of light up in sequence, either to the left or to the right. Okay. And we hope that when we put them up from left to right, it says to people, keep right, keep yep. away from us, keep right. Or if we're in the lane three or lane two and it's going right to left, go to the left-hand side, don't sit up behind us. A lot of times we've pulled into the hard shoulder and put the move right sign up when somebody's Mm. drove in behind us in the hard shoulder thinking we wanted to stop them. Yeah. yeah. Right, Are
1: you talking about using these for kind of like a rolling roadblock type thing? Using them for
2: rolling roadblocks or just for protecting Mm. loci or for protecting other road users. On yep. roads, yep. would shove them on just to try and guide people or divert people ah, okay. away mm-hmm. right, from from us. Essentially, yeah. we we want a safe space to work. as much like you guys when yeah. you're out in the motorway network, yeah. we try and Absolutely. keep a nice safe space. Definitely,
0: and that's all anybody yeah. wants. Especially somebody maybe who's broken down or somebody's been involved in an incident. They don't know what's going on. They're stressed and whatever else. Obviously, yeah. they, you know, they,
1: it's a very intimidating oh, environment. Yeah. We we forget we're quite used to it. Yeah. Obviously, we still of course respect the dangers of it. but yeah. It's very loud and mm-hmm. very unpleasant, Indeed.
0: especially the in Glasgow, especially yeah. in Glasgow. Moving on from that, then Nick, just the next question kind of ties into that. Uh, thinking about general sort of driving standards and behaviour, then uh, on the urban motorway network, how how do you find general driver behaviour? Um, compares with elsewhere on, our, on like a normal urban road or something like that. Is, a, is there a clear difference in behaviour between the two? Is it similar issues?
2: I, I would say that urban drivers generally are more selfish. Now that's not categorising everybody the same. No. It's okay. just that, you know, they, they get stuck in that um, peak time traffic day in, day out. Yeah, they, yeah. They've got their space. They want to keep their space. Why, mm-hmm. why am I letting that person in? Yeah, not, not always I'm always in this lane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say, I'm mm-hmm. not moving from here. They, they, they drive to what they know, not to yeah. what they see or what yeah. they react to. Indeed. And yeah. that's a big thing for us you know you really need to pay attention and a lot of people tend to switch off in the urban areas because it is for peak time traffic slow moving they, yeah as we say they're sitting listening to the radio they do we don't expect the police to come to come past them to get to an incident, or they don't expect to be involved in a bumper or anything like that. No, no, It is a it is generally the selfishness. I would say it's more about that it's me, this is my space. I'm not letting him in. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. down to the whole courteous driving as well. You know, why get yourself stressed up by not letting somebody yeah. let him go? And of
0: course, the there's parts you know. of the Glasgow motorway system that really don't lend themselves very well to good behaviour because you, you do have a couple of lane drops and things like that that go off to be at Charing Cross, St. George's Cross, and people yeah. do need to use the maximum capacity on the lead up to that, and they have to merge. Mm -hmm. do they have to merge and turn well it's polite to do that i suppose but yeah sometimes it can get a bit frustrating some people think why have they cut up there other people Mm -hmm. think well i'm just using the available road space yeah this is this eternal argument about this yeah that always Mm -hmm. goes on
1: the merge and turn thing yeah yeah Yeah. only you know traffic engineers always argue that's what you're meant to do well that's it but it's easy for them yeah, so <laughs> everyone else got jumping. Yeah. jumping.
2: Yeah, exactly. Bear in mind, a lot, a lot of the time as well, these people that drive in the motorway haven't had any professional tuition for driving on the motorway. No. They, yeah. they passed their test without ever having been anywhere near one. They get mm-hmm. a full license, and then it's a... That's, that's right. I mean, it's only
1: recently, isn't it? The started letting the Yeah, they did something called Pass Plus. Uh, not sure if that's still a thing, but...
2: Yeah, i done that. <laughs> <Yeah>, I've <did. laughs> I done, I done that back when, I, back when I was a lad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the people, they are told... Third hand, second hand from other people what they should be doing in the motorway. Yeah. When you go in the motorway, sit in the middle lane, it's the safest <laughs> place for you. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Return to the leftmost oh, lane. That's yeah. where the highway code, you yeah. had to study the highway code yeah. to get yeah. this. Why? No. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think Stuart touched on the point that white differs from somewhere else. So let's consider the rural M74 versus the normal M8. Mm-hmm. It, you will probably see, in my opinion, more compliance with the keep left and less of the take. Well, down. it helps
0: that there's extra lanes as well. And <laughs> exactly. That and you perfect, don't, you don't have
1: the junctions as thick and vast as you do. On you know, the only, M8, only you know, in Britain would yeah.
0: you have more than adequate space somewhere in the middle of nowhere, like an m a nice
1: new lanes. and you would say, "Do you know, and <laughs> <it's a> heart <laughs> Stuart, hell. Stuart, we've got a great listener <laughs> question yep. that, that kind of touches it on So we'll save our strength. I suppose we better. Yeah. Right. Okay. 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 Well, we can move on to the next question. if We're all happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so next one, Nick. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think works really well? Or even makes your life easier while working on the urban motorways in Glasgow. Uh,
2: without a doubt, Tris, trunk road instant service and support. Those guys are absolutely phenomenal. Um, they help us no end when we're out and about. Likewise, we help them whenever we can as well. Um, okay. For those that don't know, I'm pretty sure everyone does, but Tris are uh, trunk road instant service and support. Yeah, they drive about in the large vans. They've got. Yeah. Um, Everybody
1: thinks are speed camera vans, but they're
2: yeah. not. <laughs> no, yeah. they help out. They're marked up for visibility. Okay. okay. That's it. Um, but they have large wagons that carry full size cones. Yeah. They've got really good signage on them, and plus they have uh, remote video links back to their control center as well. Yeah. And um, if we get called to an incident uh, where we need their assistance, we can give them a shout, and they'll yep. come along and they'll give us a hand. Whether that's protecting locusts uh, or loci, sorry, yep. um, or yep. assisting in moving people off the motorway network yep. for us and, and moving vehicles from us. Like for us and likewise if a uh, they get a call in from a member of the Republic to so say a tire in lane three yeah for the M eight, yeah, yeah. they can't just roll up to the to so yeah, M eight stop and get the tire, so no. give us a shout, we'll give them a hand with a roll roadblock to move it on. It's it's is that partnership working? I suppose, yeah. The and movie? that's a
0: good that's a good thing to point out here, that yeah. the, the TRIS operatives and, and whatnot in Scotland, they don't actually have any illegal traffic
1: powers or something. No, such. they're not like Haytos uh, in no. England, no. Where they yeah. can
0: actually stop traffic. They still depend on you guys yeah. for the actual stopping of traffic and for, for telling drivers what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the kind of, key difference between what we have in Scotland and what we have down south. I remember when the TRIS service was introduced, and I know it was Amy in the old days in the, the West unit through Glasgow that trialled it. Yeah. And I remember it was a very successful trial. I think that was around about 2000. Yeah. 2005 2006
1: time and since then it's grown quite considerably incident response and having good incidents response um really does kind of cut down on journey yeah. time you yeah. know yeah. that's the thing so yeah well, it
2: they, is a good thing. they do they, just, k- they keep the motorway network moving you know yeah. it, it's just as it that partnership working as that teamwork that you get working yeah. with them and um, we can give them a call through a control room will give them a call direct to, to say look any chance you can start making your way to this that or the next thing yeah and the next thing you know they're there and the speed at which they can assist us in opening yeah. the road again or opening the motorway network again or even just opening a lane again is, is, is phenomenal. I mean, this was most of these guys have been doing the job for years as well, so they
0: actually are probably as familiar with the, with the network and the sort of issues that are coming up as as yourselves. Yeah. You know,
2: so it makes sense that you kind of work well together yeah, in I've, that regard. I've no doubt I all that they know the motorway network in and out better than most folk because... They probably drive it more than me.
3: Yeah,
0: hi. <laughs> well, that's it. They're doing, their, they're doing their 12 hours or whatever as a shift so from six in the morning to seven at night or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's what they do. About. It's kind no, of the, it's all all seven all till seven or six Aye. till six, depending on, on the twist. Do you know, just to sum this all up, it's good to see a great collaboration between our industries and organizations. So my, colleague,
2: um, my colleagues are going to hate me, but I like to say teamwork makes the dream work. Oh,
0: my. Oh my. We'll count, oh, we'll see count it, yeah. that as a I might on. have to cut that out. We'll, yeah. see we'll
1: see. We'll see. Oh, well.
0: No, that's good. Well, listen, you're here clearly because, let's be honest, you're not just a, a police officer. You're also a tremendous road geek. Um, You wouldn't be here if you weren't interested in the road system and the road network. So I'm going to ask you a wee question then actually about the system itself. Okay. Um, so specifically about, about improvements. You would like to see generally in the future on the glasgow motorway system what as a user of the system what as someone who really likes the system who who has an enthusiasm for it what, what would you like to see um in say 10 years 15 years in the system what would make it better f- from your point of view
2: that, that, this is one of those hotly contested topics. The, the, the urban Glasgow motorway network doesn't really have a lot of room to expand. No, you know, does, mm. does, does. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: if you went back to 1965, they would say, yes, it does. We'll, we'll just clear all this. <laughs> uh, so.
2: House prices have risen
1: <laughs> yeah. quite a lot since then. Yeah, and that's yeah. me
0: just upset just about every... Uh, environmentally friendly person listening so i apologize i was i was putting myself in the time
2: (laughs) there there is no room for it from what i can see from from a non-professional road engineers viewpoint, yeah Yeah. there is a there's no room for expansion for the the urban motorway network as it stands just now from the likes of junction 15 through to and over the kingston bridge yeah yeah it's just too compacted um there is no hard shoulders at that area to try and get as much use to the roads as Mm -hmm. what there is just now so at that point, the next thing you're going to have to do is try and either influence driver behaviour or change the way that people drive on the roads, mm-hmm. okay. which I think is going to be happening. It might not be in the 10, 15 years that you've mentioned, but mm-hmm. like say your driverless cars, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're going to change how people use not just the, the motorway network, but the normal road network completely differently from, from what you're expecting just now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a great video on YouTube by a YouTuber called CGP Grey and it very briefly talks about autonomous vehicles and how once you get autonomous vehicles, you essentially get rid of traffic jams because cars all get to move yes. in unison with each other. It's <laughs> not relying on one car going, then another car going, then another car going and introducing a delays as each car moves. You're uh, talking
1: about a kind of concertina effect. So yes. yeah, you know, somebody somebody braking, you know, even slightly mm-hmm. creates a full stop a mile yeah. a mile back. Well,
2: yeah. you, if you just drive you as well drive the motorway network, you know yourself, you're yeah. you're coming along the M8 and you're heading down towards Charing Cross, you have just passed junction 15 and you think to yourself, there must be a crash up ahead. There must mm-hmm. be something yeah. serious that's happened. Yeah. You know, what what's, you drive in and then the second you get to the Kingston Bridge, it's like boof and it's everyone's clear. aware. <laughs> there, there's nothing and you have no Phantom idea. Phantom traffic jam. Yeah, yeah. you have yeah. no idea what's mm-hmm. happened. That's probably because because somebody's just tapped their brakes and yeah. put their brake lights ah. on away yeah. up at, you know, just at the Clayside Expressway exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's caused that concertina effect, which yeah. has yes. caused this traffic jam that's all sick. the way back. And the effects of that I felt for hours. Yeah. yeah. I that's really me. I really do think so sort of like autonomous vehicles are going to completely change the way that driving. It's done.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do Do you think there's a future in that? I mean, I've got I've got a document through through there from 1960 that says driving in the 2000s, and uh, <laughs> this guy's been about in his <laughs> his personal helicopter, um, <laughs> you know, and his family's sitting in the back and they're all seatbelted in and they're going they're going to the coast for the day in their personal helicopter. Do you mm-hmm. think there's a danger that, and this is to both of you? Yeah. Do you think there's a danger that perhaps these autonomous vehicles will go the same way? Is it just is it pie in the sky? Is it a dream that won't actually become no, a reality? No,
1: because here's, here's the thing. I don't think congestion is sustainable. I know it's sort of almost it's, – It's what I'm trying to say is we can't go on like this. No. So we have two options. We build our way out of congestion. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more increasingly difficult to do that due to land acquisition costs. If we look at something like what the cost of high speed 2 is projected, a lot of that is actually in buying the land and doing it in the consultancy fees. Yeah. That's very expensive to do. Yeah, Or we have to look at smarter systems. Yep. You
0: know? or, or we just improve public transport and give that that's option a, to people a viable
1: alternative. That's, that's a good thing. You, you, that, that's, a, that's a good And point. then everybody's yeah, got an option. Is that possible? I, f- I feel we're... We're on the edge of a very serious debate here. It's all very Mexican standoff looking around here. So do you think it's behind this the sky?
2: Well, you've, you've got the likes Tesla. Tesla and their aut- autonomous yeah. driving systems just now, they are essentially, they have essentially built vehicles that can drive themselves with very minimal human interaction. Yeah. They've done trials in America where it's driven from one side to the yeah. other they have the feature in their vehicles just now where you can hit a button in the app and it will park itself, the car will park mm. itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah or no, it will yeah. move out from a parking space and drive to the front of the building to collect you. Yep. That's essentially what a taxi is, yeah, except that yeah, no yeah. one's driving it just now. I suppose so. If you take the... What, tesla's doing just now and what mm-hmm. they're doing with the semi-trailers or the large heavy goods vehicles that are planning in america as well and you start to implement that on the road network it's not going to be long before they implement that technology with the, the heavies yeah with buses you know and with general taxis as well mm-hmm. and as soon as they start to do that that yeah i don't, I don't think it's gonna be a pain in the sky. i think it'll take a while i think, I it'll know, think it'll get 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 the yeah.
1: most difficult process is we integrating these automate you know autonomous vehicles with non-autonomous vehicles yes you know you could imagine oh look at this Who's driving that? Oh, nobody's driving that. <laughs> you know, uh, both is, is, is real issues for us is, is yeah.
2: police officers. You know, if an autonomous vehicle does something wrong, who's who's at fault? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it gets back to What's that our old or the fault.
1: manufacturer or whatever. There is also ethical arguments. If if the autonomous vehicle has to make a choice between killing its driver or killing a pedestrian, what would it do? Yeah, the, the infamous <laughs> you know? trolley problem. Yes, exactly. Know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so no,
2: not for me to decide that one. <laughs> no
1: i know but it's but it's it's a, it's a great uh digression well, well, that's
0: that. kind of my point because i, I yeah. kind of feel that this is so distant almost with the technology yes not just the technology but from the infrastructural point of view the infrastructure and in police that can actually accommodate these okay. types of vehicles
1: okay right okay what i'm going to take from that is say we'll take a rural motorway great geometry on it something like the m74 nice and wide mm-hmm. an autonomous vehicle with the technology we have now would fare a lot better in that environment yeah Put it down a 1930s style single carriageway <laughs> yeah. with loads of <laughs> local accesses and stuff. That's a completely completely yeah. different dot yeah. different forms of hazards and stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah, and so
2: that, that's why sometimes your, your urban motorways or your motorways are, are some of the better testing grounds for these vehicles because there's yes. plenty of paint on the road, there's plenty yes. of markers for them to see when for they're the driving sensors along. To pick up. Mm-hmm. That isn't like driving along a, a country road at 60 miles an hour, or the, with the speed limit being 60 miles an hour and it doesn't have a clue what's happening. Why is, a, why is there a junction off to the left and it's actually yeah. an entrance into a farm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, exactly. As I, I can see it happening, um, I'm sure the UK government's granted licences to several cities in the UK to test autonomous vehicles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and one of the things mm-hmm. that people Edinburgh get mixed out. up with them is it's autonomous vehicles and electric vehicles. The two of them are completely separate yeah, things. The electric network is 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 a discussion for another day as to whether the UK power, the UK grid can handle that type of mm-hmm. electricity usage. But autonomous vehicles, I can really see if if manufacturers start to 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 work harder on it, then yeah. yeah, I can see it being feasible certainly not within the 15 Ah. years but i think we'll have our first vehicles on the road within that yeah
0: well john we don't want to be done with wasting police time so uh, (laughs) uh, that's
2: a great you just (laughs)
1: thought that one up right okay well i'll move on (laughs) to the next one so uh nick the next question here and uh it's about speed limits (laughs) okay so speed limits are often a hot topic among users of the glasgow motorway system are they (laughs) they are (laughs) can you tell us why they are important and how much the enforcement of speed limit is part of your job? I mean, I see many people kind of misbehaving on the urban <laughs> M8. I mean, this must be a challenge for you.
2: Uh, that's a very nice way of putting it. it, yes. is misbehaving uh, drivers. Yep. It's, it's mostly not a hot topic. Speed, speed enforcement for us takes place not only in the, the urban network, but the surface streets as well. It isn't just confined to the, the urban motorway network. Yep. Okay, um, It's undertaken to ensure the safety of all drivers any pedestrians, I know that's not really relevant on the motorway. Sometimes it is, as yeah. we discussed earlier on, uh, and other users of the motorway network. Mm-hmm. Um, the post speed limits are there for a reason. At some point, somebody has decided that that speed limit is there for safety factor. Yep. Uh, for uh, It could be the, the road geometry which yep. has caused it. It could be because of a lack of safety features on the network itself.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Or because of junctions. If we take uh, between 15 and 19, for example, I keep on talking about this. Stretch. You can tell I drive this stretch quite yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. Set up between there. When you're driving from eastbound, if you've just come off the Kingston Bridge, you have the on-ramp from the Clydeside Expressway. Yes. You have a very narrow hard shoulder on the left-hand side. So you can see why that would maybe be about 50 miles an hour because then that, lane one essentially mm-hmm. becomes an exit at junction 18 that's right it's, it's a shared merge 18. diverge yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so you've really only got two lanes and then a, a deviation right underneath yeah charing cross itself yes. i suppose
0: this may be a good point just to remind people listening that the inner ring road stretch so from 15 to 19 as next or 15 to 20 that was designed as a 50 mile an hour road Uh so that was never intended to be any higher yeah. than that so as for, for these features that we're talking about that's yeah. why it has a lower speed limit mm-hmm. yeah. yeah as typically is the case with most m- urban uh, motorways or really urban all-purpose roads or or yeah. you
2: know yeah, yeah. Uh, continuing round, you've got no hard shoulder on the left hand side and you can mm-hmm. see why it would be a 50 or why it would be designed with a 50 Um everyone's the best driver when they're behind the wheel of the car but you can't account for what other people do yeah, yeah the last yeah, thing yeah. you want is a vehicle to break down realize there's no hard shoulder and be sitting in lane one stationary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you don't see that because you're four or five cars behind and you're coming up at a, a rate of knots or faster than the 50 miles per hour speed limit you've got less of a reaction time to react to something like that yeah and that Constantine effect we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. on, you know, if, if somebody breaks because of that and then somebody else is late-breaking because that person's breaking and then somebody else is late-breaking again, next thing you know, you've got quite a few collisions on it, especially yeah. if people are travelling above the posted speed limit. Yeah. Um, Out with, you can... Again, you guys are probably no better as to why the speed limits are the speed limits. We, we mm-hmm. get told that the speed limits are the speed limits. We don't get told why the speed limits are the speed you limits. You don't set them? We've No, we no. don't set them. It's the UK government Um mm-hmm. or, or, or governments that, that set them. Mm-hmm. uh the m8 to the m77 mm-hmm. there's quite a few lanes also emerge into one up there yeah. so you can see why that's a 50 that, that was always a 50 that was designed uh that was designed
0: for 70 but it was uh, it was decided to, to make it 50 to tie in with because of the amount of merging and, and diverging that was happening there. i think
1: there's a 60 section as well Am i not right the, the 60
0: on the other side going from proven viaduct out to junction 11 that sixty was also deliberate because of the bend at Creek Road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was to accommodate that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so that there, could there's be... a few ones. Yeah, you know? yeah. I know the speed limits change quite a lot. I mean, St James is an area where we're going from seventy, sixty. 70,
2: 70, so coming in the opposite direction it's 70 to 50 yeah. and then a 60 and then back up then back yeah up so you, 70, you yeah. do
1: need to pay attention to it you know as a driver you do but you you need to watch the road as well yeah okay. again
2: the St James one coming in at 50 we, we do get asked that one a lot why is it, why is it only a 50 mile per hour for road the there? short
1: section yeah the,
2: the best I can surmise is because you have the, the 737 joining it's two lanes effectively mm-hmm. merging into one lane so you've got people cutting yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's
1: always been
0: there's two reasons that I can possibly think of and I don't know for, for absolute certainty we got lost
1: this last
2: week yeah though, there,
0: there is that's always been a traffic hotspot St James so you've got the emerging traffic coming on from the roundabout specifically as you go west mm-hmm. um, so it could be just to allow for a, a sort of a traffic closer together to let it merge more safely, but also historically, there was an issue there with some bridge supports that were a bit particularly exposed. That right. was all beefed up about for an engineering 10-15 years ago. Uh, it could be that it remains because of the traffic issues rather than yeah. any engineering
1: issues. I would I would suggest, but yeah, yeah. No. it's got it's got to be a challenge for you because I'm sure you know many people. I mean, I see it all the time of you know, people people going. He's not doing fifty, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know so. that's it.
0: Yeah, although sometimes <laughs> this is a, this is a good one to see. I always know. When there's a police car on the M8, well, because, because everyone of all becomes a the model traffic. driver, <laughs> you, you've got this whole convoy of traffic moving at the same speed, fifty miles an hour. Nobody's willing the, to go.
1: And go in just front go, over. but the police are often quite good, <laughs> and they will hang slightly slower so people can edge past. Yeah. We, we,
2: we don't want to impede traffic, you know. <laughs> yeah. the whole point of the motorway is to keep people moving. You know, yeah. we, we don't want to slow people up that much they're, 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 they're not going to get get anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you drive. Above the speed limit, see the time that you save in that journey. You're talking about seconds, to yeah, minutes. I if know. that people yeah. seem to think, oh, if I get there, if I, if I drive at this speed this fast through the 50s and I get there, mm-hmm. I'll get there so much, I'll get yeah. there 10 minutes earlier. You don't no. see that. 90s. It's trying
1: to think that if you're doing lap times on a racetrack, you know, yeah. <laughs> and every second's a thing, but on yeah. a road, now you're just filing it to the next queue.
2: You're not doing lap times on the <laughs> M8 and bit Absolutely.
1: Okay.
0: Apart from speeding, then, um, what's that, what, what would you say would be kind of the other things that you kind of see on a daily basis? I mean, we, we always think about police, traffic police and speeding, but obviously there's other things that maybe catch your eye. What sort of things would,
2: would that be? Well, primarily we deal with the road policing aspect of it. So that, that's generally what we deal with. There is other offences that we, we sometimes detect on the motorway network and and we deal with. But generally for us, for the road road policing aspect, it's really like you're careless or dangerous driving. You're section oh, yeah. two, section three, the road traffic Act 1988. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are just being that careless that they do something wrong that, that does something either to them road network or other road users yeah or just the downright dangerous drivers of people that just have no care in the world for anyone else and and do something that silly that are putting people's lives at risk yeah um, mm-hmm. those the, you get that you get you know document offenses people for driving without an mot a valid mot no insurance yeah these are yeah. still quite regular things mm-hmm. uh, in addition to that you'll have like to your uh, people Still using a mobile phone? <laughs>
1: yeah, even though they have up to the amount of uh, points you get with Six that. Points Six points you get points for, for using your mobile crying, phone. If yeah. you get,
2: if you get stopped, you know, twice mm. in a week for using a mobile phone, you've lost your license. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's easy. But you'd hope that you'd learn after the first time. Yeah, you'd <laughs> hope people wouldn't pick it up. But part yeah. of, part of our job is education, and I've done quite a few school talks, and that's the one thing I try and hammer home to your kids yeah. before they start to drive. Let's see if they see anyone on the phone and then in the car. Get them to put it down. Mm-hmm. There's, there's brilliant road safety videos that's been released all over the world and i try and collate them and, and, and show them what the videos are and what can happen sometimes it's not nice seeing what mm-hmm. happens if somebody's yeah. been distracted but all it takes is that couple of seconds glance just for you to be too engrossed in your phone not even doing anything with it just becoming too engrossed with yeah. it snapchat somebody gets a snapchat video they need to watch the snapchat video or something pops up on <laughs> not driving well <laughs> yeah
1: this <laughs> is why I don't have Snapchat. <laughs> We'd be too tempted.
2: We've, driven beside, we've driven beside people in the marked X5, the big white X5s that we've got with the baton bugs up the side of them, and watched them as I sat and scrolling through Facebook looking at photos.
1: See, this is a, how it must have changed for you over the years, because remember when phones were just for calling, you know people we will just have it to the ear but now it's not even that you're just, just showing your age <laughs> my oh, first mobile
2: phone I couldn't even send text messages on <laughs> I think I'm dating myself yeah well. exactly, um, oh, exactly. yeah that normally deals with, with, with car drivers or vehicle use users, but then you've got like we said earlier on pedestrians on the motorway generally it mm-hmm. happens your your night times your Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights and it's people who have just had a bit too much to drink and mm-hmm. think oh I, I normally get a taxi home this way or I normally drive home this way this is the quickest way for me to get up the road yeah. I'll just walk on on their motorway at Junction 15 and start <laughs> making my way through to Cope Bridge yes uh, I, mm-hmm. I suppose mm-hmm.
1: cyclists as well you often get some cyclists on the motorway we also. do and
2: it's happened on more than one occasion from Glasgow Airport people uh, foreign tourists come in oh. and they jump on their bike and they follow the signs for the eskin Bridge God. which takes yeah. them right onto the the 8 <laughs> just at St. James. And so, you know, we get a couple of calls. They so say there's a couple of guys with panniers on their bikes and they're cycling along a hard shoulder in the M8. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that poses its own logistical issues and trying to get them away from the motorway exactly, try And trying to and get somewhere safe.
1: Yeah.
0: I was oh. out in a van years ago on the uh, on what we call the North Flank. So just, just running about Junction 16. And uh, we came up behind a girl who was cycling in the fast lane. She'd come on at Townhead. She was absolutely petrified. She realised that she had done something she shouldn't have done. Didn't know what was going on. Um, obviously, we were only in a van. Um, stopped behind her with the, the orange lights on. Phoned it in. Phoned you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys came around very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you asked where were you going? Where were you going? She, she says, Kenning Park. <laughs> she, she just followed the signs for Kenning Park yeah. Yeah. which is a, for, for somebody who's maybe not from here she was studying in Glasgow mm-hmm. you know and yeah. it was just easy her. she saw Kenning Park oh I must be able to go home that way and it was, it was nice and easy we have this out.
1: thing because the motorways we all know it's a motorway because it's got blue signs right yes. and it's got the motorway symbol but it, it doesn't explicitly say cycling's prohibited like, really. it used know, to it. like it used to like it used to special roads do if you try to join like the Edinburgh City Bypass for yes. example there is a you know a prohibitory round or for yeah. that kind of thing but it's we just assume it's a given even, even the GSO
2: the special road as well and that that's has right. the signs yeah. up there yeah. to say, yeah yeah that's, that's,
1: that's a great idea. example Then Actually, I forgot about that road think of all
2: those
0: white signs on it they get everybody in a tizzy <gasps> of oh, another, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> another podcast another podcast
1: but
2: again only really drivers who have studied the highway code are going to be sitting for a license would know Exactly. those vehicles are prohibited right. from the motorway because, yeah. as you said there isn't any signs on there to say you can't come on with a, a cycle, you can't yeah. walk on this, you yeah. can't come on with this powered motorbike or scooter. It's yeah. only if you start to read the highway code. You'll learn those. That's why I, I love Education.
0: watching those old 1970s public information films on oh, YouTube yeah. because they tell you you don't do this, don't do that. Yeah. We've lost that. Yeah, We've lost yeah. That. I've
2: That's
1: seen a few of them. They're great. Yeah, yeah. graphic <laughs> but great. Yeah. So, yeah, well, well, we'll we'll read. We'll go on to the next question. Yeah. I think. Nearly there, Nick. Nearly, there. <laughs> nearly, um, nearly. So this is one. Um, so, while not offences. Are there any really annoying driving habits that you observe and want to see less of on a daily basis?
2: Getting back to that selfishness thing, you right? Know, it, it, it's just take a take a breath. You know, if you're listening to us just now, just drop your shoulders, unclench your jaw, mm-hmm. and take a deep breath and just let that person in it's not going it's not going to delay you in any significant way no it stops you from getting irate it stops possibly something else from happening further down the line because users are coming out of conflict with other road users Mm -hmm. just you know let a car go in front of you or let someone merge yeah zipper merge
1: exactly we need more (laughs) signs for that i think it's a big thing in america isn't it Mm -hmm. no well okay yeah Yeah. i can kind of Appreciate that will be annoying. Well, like you've all said, been in that position where we're trying to get, especially if you don't know the area yeah. or something like that. Yeah.
2: No but I'm the sorry. motorway network's based on, as you were in the podcast previously, mm-hmm. it's based on designs or influence from American freeways. Yes. American freeways have the zipper merger, merging turn signs, uh, junctions yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't have it here, but yeah, just take it on board and just sort of blend mm-hmm. in if you can.
0: Yeah, maybe some of the sign enthusiasts who follow us on, on Twitter, Bryn. We're talking to you, Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> you Hi, can man. influence these things. Listen to what the guys are telling you. Get these things in the next oh. science uh, manual.
2: Oh, I don't want it to be controversial. Oh, <laughs> no, <it doesn't> <laughs> But, it's, uh, but it is it's
0: useful it's things like that it's just it's, it's we things like signage and lining mm-hmm. that can make all the difference mm-hmm. yeah. um and and you know that's drummed into us as, as engineers as well that these things do make a big difference like road studs and things mm-hmm. you don't have road studs and certain bits of road people can get really upset about that yeah. and you know it can cause you all sorts of grief you know so mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's, it's good to good to keep these things fresh back to the highway that's code cool. again if people actually read the highway code and and they they learn the highway code instead so of just memorizing it for, for past the test yeah. highway code tells you be a careful courth- or be a courteous driver Yeah, yeah. just follow the highway code mm-hmm. well there you go Yeah, free <laughs> copies
1: available here I make yeah. it sound so easy
2: <laughs> yeah. well
0: you'll be glad to know that's more or less the end of the police related questions the okay. rest of them are all geek Related well, questions. The end of the police
2: related questions from you guys. <laughs> right. Just wait yes. till Twitter gets a hold of us. Yes. <laughs> no, yes, no worries. Definitely.
0: I'm sure it will go down a storm. <laughs> all right. Right. Okay, then. So bringing it home to Glasgow Motorway Archive territory and history and heritage and civil engineering and all these things that keep us going and get mm. us going. What is your favorite part of the Glasgow Motorway Network
2: and why? Oh, I have... Two, one as a passenger and one as a driver, I'd say then. Okay, mm-hmm. we've got to hit okay. the Yeah. As a driver coming from the Clydeside Expressway and entering into the M8 eastbound, just that, junction 19. Yeah, yep. Yeah. You go through the the pedestrian crossing mm-hmm. and you join the motorway. You've got a slight right hand and a slight left hand yeah. and it goes up just into a, a small rise before coming into that dedicated on and off ramp as yeah. you described later on. later yeah. yeah. It's just having the, the concrete either side of you, the big yeah. concrete pillars, the, the brutalist side of it, just yeah. as, as you come <laughs> on, uh, I don't know why. It's just there's something it's, just about that night nighttime with the floodlights lit properly, yeah, just yeah. in a nice dry road, just as you can It's like, like
1: threading it. the eye of a needle <laughs> through there, isn't <laughs> Absolutely. it? Yeah, it's I stunning,
0: know. stunning detail. Again, John Cullen and the guys who, who come up with a lot of the alignment aspect were involved in these things yeah. and trying to squeeze slip roads through minimum space to reduce mm-hmm. land take and all that sort of yeah. thing. That is, and it, it does, it makes for really good, interesting features. Now, it's developed a bit right. through the years, as you see, because there is a pedestrian cross and things, yeah. which kind of uh, kind of adds to the, the way. It, doesn't work as well as it yeah. could, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, a, it's a good. I'm going to tr- t- t-
1: t- t- hold my tongue with that. Interesting, yes, functional. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Jury> <laughs> <sack>. <laughs> for, for me,
2: the bands sort of regulate driver speed as they approach onto the motorway as well. It's, it's almost not, like it's a, a calming. Yes, yeah. they're, they're not. Absolutely, firing down or joining uh, yeah. the motorway at excessive yeah, speed. You know that they are controlled somewhat before they come on. Yeah, and then there should be a uh, being the, the double white line system that's there. However, oh, oh yes, oh. yes, oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Say no more, oh, uh, Hillington. So, so, what was your other one? Next? Um, as a passenger, um, there's there's sort of two for me, but they both involve uh, Glasgow city itself kingston bridge as you're heading over the kingston bridge as a passenger see early in the morning oh, or late yeah. at night just yep. as the sun's setting or the sun's rising funny. as a passenger I'm being able to look left and right and just seeing that especially
1: it, kind of uh eastbound you
2: know see especially yeah. over to the squinty bridge and the it, it, oh, yeah. bbc building yeah, yeah. there, mm-hmm. yep. so, as well, mm-hmm. when they're all lit up yep. in the squinty bridge it's, lab, it's absolutely gorgeous and likewise yep. the m74 i like think it's just after junction one just at a I can't remember the street name, Eglinton? Eglinton Eglinton. Eglinton Street, yeah, Yeah. sorry. Just as you drive over Eglinton Street in the motorway and you look over and you see the big sign that says people make Glasgow. Yeah, It's just just that bit there as you drive over Mm. and you get to see essentially the whole city. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. and you know, that fed in. I mean, when we talk about the highway plan and things like that, if you read the highway plan, they talk about the stunning visualisation that you would see Going from in, the, the, the going, great vistas yeah, of the city. And they as were John talking about the south and east flanks of the ring road that didn't get yeah. constructed because they knew that it would be sitting slightly higher and views and things were coming mm. into that, just a, a slightly different time. But mm. I'm sure the vast majority of people like that bit of road because of what you can see as you cross it's it. You know? Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. you know. Yeah, just with the topography and whatever else.
2: I don't know if it was that visually uh, entertaining or visually appealing. That's why they started putting up the big barriers so to, to stop you from looking over places and stop you from getting distracted. Yeah, that's why the past decide you decided to look at. Yeah. the driver. it's not so often much.
1: a lot of these things out there, are kind of acoustic. Barriers for noise that you see, you know, because that is a big complaint for the residents know. underneath. Yeah, yeah and, and definitely. So, so. Yeah. Um, next question. Okay, so pretty much the opposite. <laughs> what is your least favorite part of the Glasgow motorway network, and why? Uh,
2: probably the, the very small stretch that leads to under Charing Cross and then comes off. I think the Clayside Expressway. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just the exact opposite bit of it. It's uh, okay. It's just because drivers when they're coming round that bend. To the exit, there's sometimes queues that feed back onto the motorway and yep. they, they head into the tunnel for sunlight shining, mm-hmm. it's quite bright coming in, and then they go into a dark tunnel and then all of a sudden they've got queuing traffic right in front of them as well. And it, it can lend itself to drivers not paying attention properly and having to slam on the brakes mm-hmm. back to the concertina effect again, you know, and yeah, it, it just leads all the way up.
1: You're making me think now. That times I've I've you know heard of RTCs now. Well, you know
0: that the tunnel used to have an intelligent lighting system in it that it would when it was really bright, the lighting would adjust so that people were in theory not being so dazzled when they came out of the tunnel back into the daylight. Um, I did not know know this. And it went in a few years ago, but then Mm -hmm. there was an incident where some of the cabling got damaged and the lighting's never quite worked properly in the last wee while, so it's not been working to the full effect. But at at one point, it was a fully intelligent system that adjusted its light levels dependent on what was happening weather-wise and all that on the other side. Yeah, that is interesting. So that that technology does exist. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. There you go. And that's why the Clyde Tunnel is brighter at the end than it is in the middle. Because it's to get your eyes this used before f- you hit the daylight. S- Gold dust, yeah.
1: Stuart. Uh, not no, no this, this is great. Goodness. <laughs> Call yourself an enthusiast. Uh, uh, archivist. <laughs> archivist. Is uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Stuart, you get the honours of the next one. Do I? Oh, well, yeah. so I
0: do. I... <laughs> yeah, this comes up again and again. And we're going to have to do a podcast on this yeah. very subject.
2: <laughs> mm. Least favourite junction. Well, I'm, I'm going to exclude my last answer from that one. I've, I've okay so sort i of got a love-hate relationship with junction 15.
1: oh uh, <gasps> townhead, townhead. Yeah. yep,
2: the best it is it, a love-hate relationship I, can <laughs> yeah, see, I get that i can see where the plans were meant to be involved for it for like, say your, your your eastern flank for coming yeah, yeah. off at Springburn road and down mm-hmm. yeah um the, the connections on it are absolutely brilliant for getting to the surface streets you've, you've got a plethora of surface yep. you get um, from the motorway itself you've got on and off ramps at the left and right hand side so you can choose exactly where you want to go on it mm-hmm. that's brilliant if you want to go into surface streets so yeah. you want to turn around in the motorway oh yeah I can see why this annoys you now yeah. when you work yeah. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of our it's, operational
1: colleagues will feel the same it's problem. sometimes <laughs> easier
2: for us to head up to in a policing perspective easier to head up to 14 or to come off at yeah. like 16 if you can if you're going in the opposite yeah, direction because you've, you've,
0: you've got the, the opposite facing half diamonds haven't you for 14 yes, so that's right. so it's on do, and off uh, yeah yeah
2: no, it's, I mean, the thing is the town is
1: it's a kind of asymmetrical junction, isn't it? It's kind of the, the way it is. It was built in such a way for direct motorway connections, mm-hmm. you know, but it's really only serving streets now.
0: Had, had the east flank in its original form been constructed, yeah. you would have had an on and off ramp at Cathedral Street that you mm-hmm. would have been able to zip off at and go back on exactly, and then go in any direction. Mm-hmm. on the whole junction that you'd want to do but unfortunately yeah as it sounds <laughs> now if we're eastbound
2: <laughs> and we're coming up to junction 15 and something's happening westbound yeah we can choose to come off onto springburn roads we'll mm-hmm. pop onto royston roads yeah and then a uh, it's either right down onto Dobie's Loan and you can get back onto the motorway just at Charing Cross if it's further on than that yeah or yeah, it's all surface streets. It's all just try to fight your way through it. And if it's peak time traffic in town, oh yeah. that can make it just oh, right. a little bit more difficult. Oh, yes. So sometimes when you get goals, you really need to think about what way you're wait, going to go to them. Go yeah. It's not just what you're going to I, deal with when you get there, but how you're going to get there as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, just before we finish there, I just want to say I love Townhead. So there we go. I do like it. <laughs> I so, Townhead <laughs> From from an interest reason, why. I totally see your point Nick. From I my point do, yeah. Of you,
0: yeah, Townhead is interesting, but I I would have preferred it in its finished planned form yeah yeah it just it just lacks some. it doesn't work as a temporary setup getting chucked off at glebe street or castle street yeah you know you're even coming westbound to go to
1: take the expressway north uh the the Springburn expressway north is horrendous and i know Mm -hmm. the city
0: council were considering some plans there to maybe change that just to to actually come up with something a bit more permanent because what's constructed here was built in like 1983 ish yeah four ish the final stage of town Townhead stage three, mm-hmm. and they had envisaged that by that time the Townhead London Road link would have mm-hmm. followed within four or five years by 1990 at yeah, the latest. Right. So it's temporary. Mm-hmm. It's temporary. I mean, there's country bases and foundations and everything in there that will never be used. They actually mm-hmm. built foundations for things because that's how sure they were that it yeah, was going it was to happen. Time. You know, so yeah, Townhead. I feel sad when I see Townhead because John Cullen was so proud of the design for Townhead, and it yeah. was probably influenced by America more than some of the other ones. Um, like, like loop U as we know it—the one U. coming south from Springburn, the tight, the tight the loop to yeah, go westbound. Yeah. So That's yeah. great fun. That is like one of the that is in the top five tightest uh, yeah, slip roads in, in Britain, mm-hmm. uh, if not top three between it and St George's Cross and Easterhouse. Yeah. Um, I, you know, so they're particularly small radius. Uh, like 80 feet radius mm-hmm. um on it which is like nowadays it would probably be something like eight meters yeah you exactly. know to, you know something like that to accommodate it so you're very yet, very small
2: definitely junction 15 it's a love-hate relationship and that's just for us trying to turn around yeah okay Guess worse when people phone in to say that something's happened at junction 15 yeah and then you oh, need to try where? and find them and yeah there's you know, warren of slip roads eight yeah. different slip roads you're know, ten. driving here you're looking for and you're trying to find them back to find out exactly yeah. where they are it, it can get a bit of a nightmare at times try to find folk, especially mm-hmm. if it's just the omit oh, at, at junction 15 at the M8.
0: Yeah. Spe- oh. speaking about moving about in the network, then this is a question that we hadn't actually pre-planned, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with anyway, because it's Glasgow specific. How do you find the the overhead signage in Glasgow? Do you find it easy to follow, easy to understand,
2: or do you think it's a nightmare? I think the overhead signage in Glasgow is phenomenal. Um that oh. that's that's quite a weird way to describe signage. However, I remember long before I joined the police, I was must have been going over the Kingston Bridge and looking at the, the gantries and thinking oh, to myself, that's actually quite a smart way of doing it. You know, mm-hmm. if it if it's if your lane's going to split, if your lane's got two purposes, i.e. to mm-hmm. continue on M seventy seven or M eight, yep. yep. you just put the wording right in the middle of both lanes to let yep. you know that this lane could do two things at once. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty simple it's subtle and it gets in it's all on kind of one level it's not stacked like, it's, it's like nice a traditional gantry
2: um driving through on the motorway network today and mm-hmm. you is it just after burgundy i think they started or just before burgundy they started putting in the new signs new styles yeah and yeah scanning mm-hmm. away up to, you're not straining your neck I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit there but you're scanning away up to the top to yeah. look at it for these big massive signs mm-hmm. and you've got a sign on the left hand side it looks like it's about 15 20 feet high yeah. and you've got a sign yeah. on the right hand side oh. it looks like it's about three feet high <laughs> I like symmetry. That, yeah. that is self-symmetrical yeah, in any way, shape, or form. And, and that was one of the,
0: yeah, that was yeah. one of the reasons behind the Glasgow signs as well. Keep it simple, yep. easy to understand, easy to follow, and keep it as as well, they were trying to, to make it blend in with the urban environment. Yeah. Aesthetics to, were considered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was just aesthetically pleasing. So you don't have these stacks that are 20-odd metres in the air. And trust me, as somebody who inspects these things, I'd rather be up five metres rather than up 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: it's yeah. It goes back to the whole design thing. The Design is, is to keep it as simple as possible where people can understand what it mm-hmm. is they're looking at. And I don't think you can get any more simplistic or any more understanding the Glasgow signs. It would, it would be a very bad day if someone was driving along and couldn't understand one of the Glasgow gantries. yeah to say, yeah. oh, you're, you're going to be in this lane to go this way or that yeah. lane to go that way. The same could be said for the, the taller signs. I don't know the, diff, the the different names for them, but the same mm-hmm. could be said for the taller ones. But the taller ones, I feel that you'd be looking at it just that little bit longer, longer than yeah, you would yeah. the Glasgow ones. You're right. And that was the reason for... I mean, even the transport font when that was first invented or yeah. first designed, that was designed for readability and legibility yes, right, at speeds right. yeah. at different speeds. Mm-hmm. So it's um, a lower case,
1: you know, makes yes. it easier to read. And
2: yeah. they, ne- they never, I know that they never made it in, a, in a, an uppercase apart from the M for the, for the motorway sign. Yeah. Yes, and I think it was one of the A maybe. There was one or two other uh, no, so, some, some other ones as well. Yeah, um, but they done that just. For, I know that, but they done that just for legibility. Um, but I think yes, he's scanning away to the left and then up and down and, and try mm-hmm. to read that sign and then you're looking away over to the right hand side to, to yep. read the other sign yep. on the motorway
0: it must but. just be something about, you must just reach Carlisle or something and all of a sudden you you can't you quite understand road <laughs> signage when you're coming <laughs> <having laughs> north because yes, a lot of our, many our English friends and, and colleagues who, who we all have a lot of banter about the signage this is all very tongue-in-cheek um, yep. you know they get they get a bit uptight about the Glasgow designs but I think it's just because they're jealous that their signs are so <laughs> ugly I think that's what it is think, yeah we'll go with that
2: yeah. oh what but, have you I, started uh, <laughs> there? me I, okay. I'd like to see the Glasgow signs be the standard across the whole of the UK how Ooh. wonderful would that be with <laughs> that
0: wonderful LED lighting into the bargain that I can take some credit for
1: that would be brilliant, but we've we've got a we've got to press yes. on. Okay, uh-huh. um, we've um, we've got to upset something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, um, right. So, what made you interested in uh, the motorways in Glasgow, and you know, have you sitting here, so to speak?
2: Well, initially it was the signage back before I joined the police. That, that's the yeah. thing that sort of caught my interest in. It was the signs for the motorway just to, to show how much information can be passed on it. Okay. Uh, I don't have a design and background, but I appreciate really nice design and really yeah. thoughtful yep. design. And, and mm-hmm. that was one of the ones that struck out at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when I started working for the police and eventually got into the road policing department. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we discussed earlier on, we deal with speeders yep. on the motorway. Or people to access to the speed limit. And uh, sometimes the legislation that's used for that can be seemed quite old, 1976, 1973, and I remember one of the bits of legislation I was looking at for it, yeah. it mentioned the Glasgow to Monklands motorway. Yep. And at that point, I, by the time I joined the road policing department, the motorway went all the way through to Edinburgh, and yeah. I knew that it went through Monklands or near yeah, to Monklands, yeah, yeah. but I couldn't for the life of me figure out why it was called the Glasgow to Monklands, yeah. why, why this legislation was called that, and that's when I went online and had a quick look at it to mm-hmm. try to figure yeah. out what the script was found the the M8 Motorways site or Glasgow Motorways site, sorry. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it turned in, it's a bit like Wikipedia. Once you start reading that you're sort of lost for a couple hours. Yeah, you yeah. didn't get much you know, sleep that week. I, I yeah. think a lot of people don't realize that
0: we actually have a website and then when they find it, they're like oh my God, I didn't realise all this information was still it like you know, just
1: existed on Spotify. Yeah. You know that's it. So you know it's worth it is
0: worth looking up the website, yeah. Glasgow motorwaysorguk We always plug that but no look it up if you've not seen it, yeah. please look at it. As Nick yep. says there is a lot of information I mean, on there far. and it's changing and growing all
2: the time. And whatever you do, don't start reading about the Glasgow and a Ring Road because you will just get sucked <laughs> well, at that that's, that's what we aim for. Just that much information on it. And yeah. Loads, yeah, that, that, that That's what sort of drew me in. Yeah. And from that, that's when I learned about your guys' podcast and started yeah. listening to it because I was there for the first episodes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh we, feel, pu- yeah, we feel sorry for you. <laughs> I don't think we, that one's even published. That's not anymore. even
0: published anymore.
1: <laughs>
2: Lost episodes. Yeah. I still remember here in the rain, hitting the car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all very amateurish. Yeah, yeah. 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 but people still
1: enjoyed it nonetheless. But no, that's interesting to know that what got you into it is the use of that old nomenclature. You know. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's great. Well, we have one final, final,
0: final question for you before we give you a break. <laughs> all right this must be how people feel when the CID pull them in for hours on end what's the nicest thing that's ever happened to you while you've been working in the glasgow motorways
2: Oh, working all yeah right. personally it'd probably be somebody letting me in when i indicate
0: <laughs> yeah that doesn't happen very often that's a one in ten brilliant. year event no, uh, when you're working
2: Just it can be anything you know it's the job that we do we never look for any praise or any thanks for what we do okay we, we get lots of different jobs and we deal with a lot of different things sometimes it's heading into our, what's came across as a really serious rtc and it turns out everyone's okay. That's, yeah. I'm yeah. always yeah. happy when that yeah. happens, and it's just damage to a car. Yeah. Get the car moved as long as you're fine. Cars can be repaired and replaced. Oh. People, people can. Yeah. No, no, we, we've had similar
0: work. experiences at the other end as well, and at the control room end and things like that. And you hear these things, and yeah, you, you do. Relieved. You're always a wee bit apprehensive at first, wondering just what's going to be. Sometimes these things look a hell of a lot worse than they are. Yeah. And I've been, I've, I've been out at incidents myself at bridge things and, and various things like that, and and you get the and you think, my god. Mm-hmm. how did these people walk away for these sorts of things yeah. you know and you know SSK. how bad it can yeah, get, yeah. and yeah. Then you
2: yeah. see like, it's not even just responding to it sometimes we assist like the ambulance service ambulance yeah. service they might have a critical patient on board that has to be ambulance yeah. transported yeah. and we're there to assist them and help them get their way through traffic especially peak times again just making that third lane for us splitting splitting the way or splitting the sea if you like just to get them through and yeah. just knowing that they get to the hospital on time for whatever it is that's happening yeah. to happen yeah, it's things like that. Again, we don't go away. We don't want people to say, Oh, thanks very much for doing this, thanks for that. that that's, no, a no, that's a sort of job, that's what we're meant to do yeah, at the end of the day. Absolutely, yeah. Um, as long as people are okay at the end of it, as yeah. long as you know people survive and there's no real serious injuries, we're yeah.
0: Good. Well, listen, thanks very much for that. No, we're not letting you go anywhere because yeah, you're, stuck you, here. You, you, yeah, you're here now. You can now help with the rest of Yeah, there's plenty of other things you can do. So we will, we will come back to you again. Am I it,
2: being detained? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. You can say no comment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my. Oh, well, that my was my the last one, I
0: promise, right? Okay. Well, for them, for, well, there might be some others. We'll see, mm, we'll see, if we can see how it goes, well.
1: yeah. Right, so we're on to the last part now. Am I right? Yes, you are. Nothing else. And this is just a, the questions that we've got Straight in. Straight so into the listener questions we, this month. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we've we've got quite a few, so we will get cracking with them. So, René, René. from Twitter. We're never quite sure We're how you pre- pronounce pre- this. Can,
0: can, can, you'll need to send us another message and tell René. us how, what, what this name means and how you pronounce it. Maybe it's
1: René. René. And he just it spells it, it that fucking way. rene René. I'm going to say René. Okay. René. Okay. okay. Rennie. From so. <laughs> Rene asks, "What do you make of Glasgow Connectivity Commission plans announced last week, especially the bus lanes on motorways? Where could the bus lanes work or slash not work?"
0: Right. Okay. I, I you're looking at me, so I'm I'm thinking you're going to you want an answer from me on this one first.
1: Well, t- t- I think the first thing, quick, briefly, tell us what, what this plan right, well, was. Well, firstly, the thing. Right
0: no, these are the views of Stuart Beard. Blah blah blah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, the first thing, the first thing that annoyed
0: me about it was it was described as this new and radical proposal to get Glasgow moving. Okay. All they did was dust off about five former Strathclyde Regional Council plans, rebadge them, and make them look like they were brand new. Mm-hmm. The Glasgow tram system, identical to the Strathclyde tram system in 1994, mm-hmm. Crossrail—it's been sitting in the books since 1965. Yeah. Um, what else did we have? We had the Queen Street uh, Central Station link. Yes. was a small train. That was an SPT pr- proposal from the mid-2000s. None of these things are new. Mm-hmm. None of these things are radical. They're all sensible, but they're all very expensive. To we, we have
1: had bus lane proposals for the M77 before, but they died in the it water. all quietly went away. They all quietly went away. I'll just, say, so just a counterpoint. I hear what you're saying, but what I'm, I'm just going to say is that it's... There's nothing wrong with people bringing these things back no, to the forefront. No, just them built. We got to remember that some people go, "Well, did they really propose trams for Glasgow? Was there ever a crossrail? rail?" People, will yeah. forget these things. And the same, so people there's nothing wrong with bringing bringing these up. I think that's fine. That's right. You know. but the same
0: people who moan about them, yeah, uh, a bit moan about cars and vehicles and things on the road. Mm-hmm. They they then moan about the cost of these projects and things like that when they come through. Yeah, you know, so it has to be a happy medium. It has to be. We're talking about congestion ever increasing, mm-hmm. the roads' capacity filling up. Mm-hmm. We need to provide viable alternatives for people if we're going to stabilize it or reduce it. Yeah. And that's yeah. public. No, you're, transport. you're right. Yeah. You know, right. and if we don't invest in public transport, we don't invest in all forms of transportation, we're always going to have these problems. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, stop bringing them up every five years and telling us <laughs> a new radical. Just get them built. I've <laughs> got reports person. again in a drawer from 1960, 1965, yeah. that tell me that these things are needed. Mm-hmm. Why then nearly sixty years later, are you still telling me they're still needed? Mm-hmm. Of course they're needed. Of course Build they're
1: them. Need. Yeah. Just uh just just to finish the question, though, the bus lanes, how do you think they can be implemented? We don't have a lot of hard shoulder. No. We certainly can't take away running lanes. Bus we, lanes in the Glasgow motorway enough.
0: system are virtually impossible to implement.
1: But, but they don't specifically say bus lanes. They say bus priority measures. Does that just mean, <laughs> But is that, is, is that a <laughs> euphemism for, <laughs> that or, just, is, or is that maybe, okay, the buses can go first, at the traffic lights? If anybody wants
0: a, to know what bus lanes are like in the motorway, I suggest you Google M4 bus lane. Okay, uh, That was installed 1999, <laughs> something like that, and then it was removed. Okay, is there
2: not a bus lane implemented through the fourth oh, bridge? The there is. There oh, is on the, uh, the the
1: wonderful oh. fourth bridges unit actually has one. Yes, it's yeah, got if one. That, if you're lucky, you see one bus every two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is actually isn't. It, it runs from Junction Three and the M90, and of course, it uses the the fourth road bridge and, and then goes all the way down to, to Newbridge and then also into Edinburgh. But uh Stuart, you you kind of right there. It isn't. It isn't utilised as much as maybe it should be compared to. We probably get more value out of. Just creating an additional lane, yeah. you know, Run for, a for traffic. Um, no, but let's round this off with saying there isn't any additional capacity to hand over normal running lanes to bus lanes.
0: No, I wouldn't say so.
1: So, Next, please. Thank
2: you for the question. <laughs> really.
1: Right, we will go on to Alistair Mackay's question now. Um, so Alistair asks, does the existing infrastructure represent opportunities to support the decarbonisation of transport? John I think that's one definitely that's right up your street, you reckon I think so you go for it. <laughs> well right. I just bring my notes up, okay, decarbonization of transport um are we are we talking about electric cars and looking at those things? Well, yes, they could be used, but where does the power come from to charge electric cars so this this is a question that goes right back to the root source of the energy yeah. for things like that um short short answer is. Yes, for electric vehicles, but, bas- but how are they then yeah. charged? I mean, basically, according
0: to the figures, uh, transport right. is responsible for about a quarter of all greenhouse gas emissions in the EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously that is that, it's
3: that's pretty high.
0: high. It's yeah, pretty that's high. high.
1: That's high. Um, uh, what do you do? do you, electric vehicles? Probably. Electric vehicles, make but make how do they to need that. to be sustainably recharged?
2: Uh, this comes back to the whole solar energy or wind energy, where people yep. can get the renewals renewables without having to increase the carbon footprint by by harvesting energy from oil in the ground. Yep. It was was it Germany, I think, a couple mm-hmm. of days ago the or or somewhere in Germany, have overhead wires. And they were trialing it for semis, right? For overhead wires, where the, the trucks would head into a certain section. I'm sure it's the autobahn. Mm-hmm. They would head into a certain section. The wires would raise just like a pantograph would on a train. Yeah connect up to this and then keep on going. Wow. It would, it would like, power. Like a, yeah, like a train. Yeah, yeah. Like would, an old trolley bus. And it would power yeah. it through that. That would that means that you don't have to have charging points for these yeah, semi heavies go. to pull in and stop or possibly creating more congestion in the road when they're coming off to charge up. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the I, well, seven. I would
0: say that the Glasgow network is ripe for that yeah. given the nature of it. And there's plenty of space for putting overheads and things like that in. But what about um,
1: this wireless induction charging? in the road. So it's a wireless charging system under the road, a bit like how your wireless phone charger mm-hmm. might work, yep. you know? So it, it, through electromagnetic induction well, because no the, need for wires
0: because the motorways were built later there's no services or utilities under the roads. you know the road that surface you could do. so something it's quite like easy to, to dig up and put things under if you need to for that so it wouldn't yeah. be as expensive as building a tram system in a city centre where you've got a lot of cables and pipes and all that sort of stuff yeah. so you know in in theory it would be easier to decarbonise a motorway than it would be to decarbonise an urban surface
2: street yeah uh, I'm no physicist but I don't know if the, the inductive charging would work oh uh, that, all right yeah. <laughs> I, I just the As amount of rec- energy that would be required, at, I, mm-hmm. I think, to push that energy from the roadway up—you yeah. know, at least half a foot or something—to okay. a, a contact yeah. plate would, of a would, car
1: driving very quickly. Yeah, it, it would. Yeah. I, I couldn't. see I know that there often, have been. But... It's theoretical, try, yeah. but Yeah, no, in, that's interesting. So, in fairness
0: to Alister, uh, who asked the question, I, I did see from Alistair's profile on Twitter when, when he left when he left the question. Yeah, uh, he has actually an expert, or he is a lecturer mm-hmm. uh, in these these issues and these subjects at the University uh-huh. of Glasgow. Right. Uh, so. I, I think it would be silly of us to try and, Answer things that we're not necessarily I mean, we're, from a civil we're engineering just, point. We are we're
1: having a free uh, discussion yeah, here yeah. about so. And I mean, alistair, it, if,
0: if you would like to come on and, <laughs> and tell us about the decarbonisation of transport on the Glasgow system and how that can be incorporated, we would love to to discuss that with you against the historical aspects of the system and things like that. Yeah. If you're interested, drop us a line. We'd be more than happy to have you. Yeah. Um. So that was uh, alistair Alister McKay. I Al- think alistair's,
2: just, alistair's probably oh shouting God. at the, the radio just now, <laughs> listening to us try <laughs> to discuss it. He's
0: like, <laughs> the wrong way to do that. I know. I know. I know. I know. So I think yeah we,
1: we you know he's we only really spoke about the motorways then we he's just use the word infrastructure so there's a did. whole lot of other things there it's it's a bigger question probably than we have time for I think so yeah maybe you that, know again
0: something worth getting him on for possibly
1: yeah definitely mm-hmm. as an
0: expert yeah. himself well, yeah
1: there Alistair okay your what was the next one we got Ryder from Twitter all right uh what difference positive or negative would the additional and ditched ring road would have made to glasgow sure this ditched. is a question for you since-
0: right well i'm going to keep it simple because i'm conscious of time and things okay. like that uh positives it would have been the section of the ring road designed to take the most traffic it would have had four continuous lanes in each direction at all times Um, you would have had your three lanes or four lanes coming off of the renfrew motorway around the south flack Mm-hmm. Uh, four lanes heading round over the Clyde, two would have split off and taken the M74, two would have continued up towards Townhead, two would have come on from the M74 and continued north towards Townhead, and same the other way. So you would have had a hell of a lot more capacity, continuous uninhibited yep. un- capacity on that section. That's why Charing Cross only has two lanes, because it was supposed to be the quietest corner of the ring road.
1: It would, give, it would certainly give an option around the city, but the unbuilt part was... Well, proposed to be the busiest part. Exactly, so. typical.
0: Typical ne- negative. Are you so you. Going yeah,
1: to- no, I was just going to jump in. Kind yeah, of, go what ahead. What all the arguments were is mainly kind of an you know the environmental kind of concerns that were raised at the time. Yeah, the loss of these areas along the High Street yeah. uh, and at Glasgow but Green.
0: I'm still of the opinion. Yeah, and it was John Collins' opinion mm-hmm. that the 1973 revised proposals. Yes, provided a perfectly adequate solution to the environmental concerns. People only look at the 1965 proposals. They look at them in isolation. They don't consider the changes that came over the next 15 years. Uh They really should go away and look at those as
1: well and then reappraise what they think. Yes, and they're... You know, going yeah. to our website or available. Absolutely. On media. In a ring road page. Um, and the, the other thing is we wouldn't have got the M seventy-four if that was built. That's I right. Think about yeah. I mean that adjusted the lines
0: and things like yeah. that. It was not okay. necessarily a bad
1: thing. Okay. Yeah. So next question from Daniel uh Textall. Yep. Uh this is from Twitter. What's the life expectancy of the motorway structures with traffic ever increasing?
0: Yeah. Don't don't think of traffic increases uh, generally affecting structures or concrete and things like that yeah Uh, we have a very regimented and rigorous inspection and maintenance procedure in the uk Mm -hmm. um the life expectancy of any structure when constructed is 120 years as per uk standards and i don't see any reason why any structure won't reach that okay kingston had some issues they didn't really necessarily relate to traffic flows um that was other issues uh they're well documented you can go and look them up elsewhere um but structures in general okay yeah we and tear increases but if we keep the maintenance up and whatnot there's no reason why they won't last 120 years or
1: longer there you go next question Stuart armstrong from twitter asks what's the most superfluous section of the glasgow road network what is you know that i think he's saying what if it if it hadn't, hadn't been, been, built, been built you wouldn't miss it you wouldn't miss it which is which is actually a great mm. question can i kick off go ahead I stay in Bishopton. Yep. I have a wonderful road called the M8, the Bishopton bypass stage two. It runs down from junction thirty to junction thirty one.
0: Oh, three, or four vehicles a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: in the mornings I'm sure a bit, but I I have thought a lot to myself if that was just a single garage way. Oh that, yeah, there's a bus priority measure just taking the westbound <laughs> carriageway now. <laughs> I know we're going back to answer that question. Is in some in some ways, I mean, the, the road would still function, but yeah, you would get until you get stuck behind something. Yeah, but you all I think I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of making this out to be what's the quietest bit of the road network, but it still forms a function. Absolutely. We've often bashed the Erskine Bridge. That's another thing where we say, well, maybe if we didn't have that something, you know, that the Clyde tunnel could manage, or it should have been built another way. Mm. That's my kind of thoughts right now. What do you think? Superfluous.
0: Aye, Springburn Road, under Town Head. There's so few people use the northbound carriageway between the city centre
1: and Springburn This This so- is actually yeah. true. And this Just, ties back to the wonderful points yeah. that Nick make, makes. You know, it thing. should have
0: been so much more. If you were to take yeah. that away, would you really lose it? No, because most yeah. people are using the westbound onslip. Oh. That's the one that goes on in the fast lane. Sorry, yeah. there is no fast lane. There is no fast <laughs> Sorry,
2: listeners, the offside lane. <laughs> lane one two or three
1: yes Probably.
2: yeah that's it you know it's <laughs> so. Road. it looks like a motorway has hard shoulders in it yeah subject to think theta map speed that is. It is,
0: and nobody knows yeah. it that would have been the 8803m F- yeah, yeah that would
1: have had a number i mean the northern section of it's pretty well built around mm-hmm. old Thorn street and stuff like that, that yeah. came a wee bit later yeah yeah, yeah. okay next okay. Job. Next question we've got here uh this is from jack deeth on twitter yeah simple he asks Aren't railways better than roads?
0: You know, when this question came in, I wasn't sure if Jack was being serious or not.
1: Let's take him as being serious. But I'm going
0: to treat it as a serious question Let's because there's, there's there's positives and negatives to both. Okay. Uh, what do roads have over railways? Well, they can go from door to door. Railways can't go from door to door. They can all mm, no. go from point to point. Okay. Um, you can't make railways so local mm-hmm. that they are usable for the free and rapid movement of people. And goods. and goods, primarily yeah, yeah. goods. Well, let's just take it from the goods point of view. So, from yeah, that yeah. side of things, I would say roads are far superior. Uh, also, I go into town on a Friday night and a Saturday night, and the last train is at 38 <laughs> uh, Yeah, so that's helpful. Yeah, we can't run trains twenty four hours a day because of the the strict maintenance requirements that that there are on the lines and things like that. So, yeah. if I want to go to work at three in the morning, mm-hmm. or four in the morning, or five in the morning, as someone like Nick has to. Yeah, um, you need then railways
1: car. are absolutely no use. You're not shift workers and things, yeah, really, really have those things. But that
0: said, railways have a, a very important part to play in that mm-hmm. they're a, a form of mass transportation, yes, that can get a lot of people to places very quickly and very efficiently, yes, because they're either, you know increasingly electric, yeah. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, when they work, when they're on
2: time, when, G- when G- the fares are right, you well, know. Glasgow's also one of the unique places that still has an awful lot of railway lines. That's on right, through. yes, yeah, it's got a higher amount of railway lines versus other second outside London I
0: think for 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 suburban rail and and that's what Strathclyde region in particular were keen and, and, and proud of that and like to maintain that fact Mm-hmm. so yeah we're, we're very we are lucky in Glasgow the
2: conurbation what we have for rail yeah, definitely because I think it was the Beecham report that tried to shut a lot of the, the railway lines and right, there yes. was quite a few railway lines closed there, there I mean, the Argyle line
1: that we have now was shut yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. The and and the,
2: quite a few cycle cycle lanes or cycle paths now are recycled railway lines yeah, yeah. that have been closed mm-hmm. down uh, and they were alternative, alternative lines that could still be yeah. used today I mean
0: I don't, think it's,
1: I don't think it's fair to compare roads and railways what we're talking, I can tell you many great things about railways I can tell you many great things about roads but they're two completely different things mm. yeah it's like exactly. pairing uh pizza and cheesecake yeah they're both great but you know they, they don't go together you know <laughs> well remember we had so, this
0: we had this discussion with somebody before online and someone said oh well, you'll get 14 million people a year through central station yes yeah what's that so got one hundred eighty thousand a day over the kingston bridge <laughs> yeah, <do them laughs> you <that>. know multiply <laughs> that by 365 yeah okay right
1: roads roads alive avert more versatility yeah that's, that, the, that's thing. the kind yeah, of key no, point but, from this I yeah, think.
0: yeah okay yeah so, but we're not pro roads. We're, we're pro-transport pro-transport yeah
1: so Hope that helps, Jack. Yeah. So we're on to the next question from Mark Gilbert um, on Facebook. So he asks, uh, what's your favorite lane to drive on the motorway? Right, <laughs> fast lane. Can we a direct this at Nick? Nick's fast guess? lane. What's next your ever,
2: favorite what's your f- never f- read it This question <laughs> <laughs> return to the leftmost lane. Always stay in the leftmost lane unless yes. something's telling you need to do otherwise. Okay, not yeah. the middle lane. No, definitely don't be a middle lane hogger. Don't right, okay. Just always return to the left most lane my favorite lane to drive in is the left most lane yeah. because it means that i can react to things that are happening on the hard shoulder i can get to there quickly mm-hmm. likewise yeah. i can move lanes if i have to to assist and to help out with other things okay i wish other drivers liked to drive in a left-hand lane as much as <laughs> what i did yeah um, glasgow
0: is bad for middle lane hoggers it is Glasgow's i think because of the lane drops and gains that happen so also yeah.
2: bad for coming on again junction 15 keeps on coming on but Mm-hmm. the personal the, the, the selfish I need to get into lane 4 because I'm coming off at Charing Cross Yes, as soon as junction 15 ends yeah right I know from, I know yeah, yeah. and you've got Cathedral a mile Street. and a half to get moved over yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know and the road markings don't tell you to do that the overhead gantries don't tell you to do that But it's that. <laughs> I, know. I always do this I'm getting into lane 4 exactly. I'm coming off at this next junction
1: and they just stick there and don't no care yeah. Uh, yeah okay well that answers that <laughs> I think yeah. Um okay so nice big long question here from Jig McCoy facebook what was your reaction when you researched the motorway numbering system and found it was on zones and the first motorway was the m6 because it was up the edge of zone (laughs) 6 blew my mind four days ago and i'm 31 always wondered why they started with well, M6 unquote.
0: Jig I, I'm disappointed that it actually took you to get to age 31 before you <laughs> realised that these things were numbered in zones <laughs> I mean I, maybe it's just me maybe no. it's just John
1: but I think you got to remember we're, we're into this kind of thing yeah we're weird yeah are we no <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So no, there is this, this wonderful handout you've got here, Stuart. Where the whole UK is divided up into the numbering zone, and I'll so, publish
0: it as well, so you can yeah. See what so you,
1: you can see one going up the east and all this thing, and all like the kind of northeast of Scotland is nine, and all the you know the kind of northwest is eight, and yeah. Issue seven and stuff
0: so yeah i mean it makes sense it all makes perfect sense when you see this and it makes yeah. you know it's good to fit them in zones because
1: it's sensible it's logical they, they came up with this age i think it was like the 20s or something yeah. they came up with yeah. this as much as we've been doing things um i've just known about it from a very young age nick uh, you any thoughts Again, on uh,
2: when i started driving um i realized that the m8 and connecting roads from it all started with an eight yes a03 the a06 the, A806, the yeah. a82 and it was, it was then that I started looking at it and realised it was a zoning system. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Zone 8 generally starts with an 8. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that starts with a 9 is going to be going through into Zone 9. Yeah. Um, I, I think the numbering system is pretty good. It's,
1: it is good. And, you know, zones 1, one, two, three, four, five, and 6 pretty much all start in London. Yeah. It's the way it was moved to fan out from London. Yeah. You know?
0: I must admit, I'm more of a seven man myself. Because in, in Marlborough and it there's always sevens. It's always yeah. 721, 72, 73. These are all my favourite numbers. That's fantastic. You get
2: through Neuros, but I call it 7001. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: That's ideas. a point. That's a okay, point. Okay, yeah. guys, cheer here. We're on the last question. Hey, hey right. Jonathan Towers on Facebook asks Oh, got, oh this is oh, several got, questions. He's asked three in oh, one my question. question. Well, yeah, Some <laughs> people just so Thank, Thanks, John. <laughs> right. Okay, so the first uh, part is do you feel there is a lack of capacity outside the city center is d2m so he's meaning a dual two-lane motorway on the m8 and m80 enough no no it's not and you can see that every day no it isn't. and it needs to be widened
0: steps bypass was only ever going to be well no I, I think
1: yeah. we're talking more about some of these recent sections and particularly the recent m80 works from 2011 uh, and the rural m8 you no, know and every
0: designer every engineer yeah. every consultant who was involved in that from 1980 through to 2008, mm-hmm. begged them D3M, dual three lane motorway from Aachen um, Kilns to Hags. Yeah. And the politician who was there at the time said no. Said no, we want to <laughs> maintain traffic <laughs> flows at 2010 levels while also simultaneously signing off on council proposals to massively expand the commuter belt. Yeah. So there's going to the be more cars and, on this and part things
1: of the like lines. that. Yeah. So Yeah. But, it's a false economy. So, um, but, yes, yes, there is a lack.
2: That's would it. that have caused issues if they went for a D3M coming into like, the Glasgow City Centre, especially the M80? With- uh,
0: down the bottom end certainly would have. I. I mean, even the proposals always were to have a two-lane section from Proven on the M8 up to past Moody's Burn to mm-hmm. the merge with the M73, mm-hmm. the increased lanes would only have been north of the M73, between there and the M876, where mm-hmm. basically all okay. your main towns and all that are. So you would have had two going off to the M73 and two continuing south, which does happen. But the theory was the four lanes would have continued to Auckland Killens. would had one dropped off on either side for Cumbernauld. Three lanes would have continued up the hill past Old Inns towards Hags. Uh, that would then have locally increased to four, and then two would have dropped into the M876. And wow. two continued north up to Stirling, mm-hmm. so you can see the engineering theory behind. Yes. you know how that would have worked locally. It would have yeah, served I, it very well. Yeah, Emmy you know? uh, east of Newhouse. Yeah, that's badly. Yeah, I, I
1: mean you're getting uh, the bottleneck there now yeah. from the overtaking trucks. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> These, I think I think uh, examination of an HGV overtaking ban would help. Why can like the A1 around Sunderland A or A14? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's
0: it. Peak so. time prohibition of truck overtaking.
1: Well, there you go. Definitely. So, um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> the second question from Jonathan Taz, I'm going to direct this at Unic because oh, it's no. a great one. Um, and you spoke about it earlier. So he asks, is there an argument for an info campaign similar to when motorways opened to highlight to drivers how to get the most of, from the
2: system? I definitely think education is important, especially when it comes to driving on a motorway network. Like it says earlier on, yep. a lot of drivers have never... Been on, had never been on a motorway and then they passed their test and that was hitting it on his go. You know, they didn't have any education or any insight as to what to do with it. Yeah. I believe you get passed a booklet when you pass your test. Yeah.
1: I can't remember. Uh-huh. I was it probably was, giving oh. it on a scroll or something. <laughs> <laughs> a <laughs> Mine's a slate. Uh, again, didn't have a
2: lot of information on it. Um, I always say to folks, see if you're really interested in learning how to drive properly. There's a book that we use as a police to educate us as police drivers yeah. called Roadcraft. Right. And mm-hmm. it's all about how police drivers plan, anticipate, or plan ahead and anticipate and deal with obstacles or hazards that could appear on the roads, yeah and how to plan your journey or how to plan your drive properly it also incorporates a good bit in there about motorway driving and what best to do and how best to drive on the motorway mm-hmm. uh, that would definitely be helpful for some people to read even just the motorway section on it and back yeah. to pass plus that was the, the booklet that they gave me they gave me a wee bit from that book to say this this is how police drivers are taught this is what you're meant to do in the motorway you're meant to do this you're meant to do that mm-hmm. but yeah i do think that people who are unfamiliar with the, the motorway network should really seek additional guidance or help yeah. before they go out onto it yeah. and don't it just drive right into a 70 mile per hour stretch of road. And, no,
1: yeah, fun. I think there definitely should be a campaign for that, social media yeah. or, or whatever. Oh, so definitely. We're moving on to the last part here, which uh, the final thing Jonathan asks is, how much easier is it financially and physically uh, yeah. to add capacity compared yeah, with 20, 20 years, years later. later?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no comparison. Obviously, it's cheaper to add the additional capacity when it's built. It's um, easy in a rural location. So, if you're like some, somewhere like the M74, you can add an extra lean on there with, with, with minimal disruption. Through a city centre, yep. as we discussed um, earlier, perhaps it's not necessarily easy to add additional capacity in through city centres and things like that. It's not environmentally.
1: Um, and compared welcome. to the 60s, property yeah, prices uh, a lot higher. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, that's a nice easy You're one spending to, millions before you're laying anything.
0: Yeah. And just to go back to Jig McCoy's question about road numbering, there is a book. Called A, B, or C road numbering in the United Kingdom. Uh, look that up. That's uh, a good one. I bought that a number of years ago, and it explains oh, it in okay. great detail. So I recommend that book. Yeah. All right. Okay. And we have a copy in the archive. No, you can't borrow. It. <laughs> <laughs> they're
2: no longer class C roads that used to yeah.
0: exist. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cl-
1: well, you know, C C roads do exist, but they're unlisted. Yes. Local authorities obviously have their own thing. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, Nick, any final final points from you
2: um, before we before we round up? no nothing just want to say thanks very much for having me it's been a pleasure and i hope you guys enjoyed the donuts
0: yeah oh listen you, you can believe that we will you can believe that we will
2: <laughs> oh
1: uh, we will okay so closing this off thanks for joining us this month from the glasgow motorway archive podcast make sure you visit our website that's glasgowsmotorways.org.uk where you can listen to our previous podcasts and learn all about the Glasgow motorway system.
0: You can also subscribe to the podcasts um, on iTunes, on Spotify or at Podbean uh, to make sure you never miss any of the episodes as they come out. Uh, while you're at it, please be sure to leave us a rating on iTunes uh, and maybe even a review if you have time. Uh, we really would appreciate that. It would help us get some additional um, publicity on there and tell your friends and colleagues about us as well you never know they might be interested in some of the ramblings that we have and of course some of the special guests that we have we've had a signage expert this year and now we've had a, a traffic police officer as well But oh, you know, yeah. we're really privileged to get these guys involved and, and we really do enjoy it Yeah. Um, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for a daily fix as well our social media channels they're very
1: active that's right you'll see regular updates on those channels once again a special thanks to Nick for joining us it's been a pleasure to have you with us, and maybe Thank you'll you. come back. Um, maybe you'll come back for us.
2: Based on the Twitter replies, I think I'm going to have
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the meantime, that's all for now. But we will be back in mid June with episode twelve. Hope to see you there. Goodbye. Bye for now. Bye.